0: Buenos from the Gothic Quarter. This is the Rorschach Spain update, 20th of April, 2023. Quick summary of what's going down in Spain. Starting off with housing, the Iberian Peninsula, meaning Spain and Portugal are looking to tackle the lack of affordable housing by embracing public social housing and reversing the peninsula's legacy of underinvestment in the area. The move to increase the availability of subsidized homes is a hot topic across Europe, considering that arguably housing has, according to an article by the Financial Times, quote, far outgrown wage growth in most countries, end quote, from increased rental prices, mortgage payments, and food and energy prices. As part of the government plan, on Tuesday the 18th, they proposed to boost the national stock of 290,000 available public homes by 17% from the government's so-called bad bank. Spain's so-called bad bank is a corporate structure that was established in 2012 to clean up toxic, high-risk assets of failing lenders after the 2008 real estate market and financial crisis. Once they're available, the idea is that these houses will be rented at fair prices for young people in particular. However, after the announcement on Tuesday... Unidas Podemos, the coalition party partner, said that the president did not inform them about the full details of the plan to release properties for subsidized and affordable housing. Despite championing the idea, Yoneverra, leader of Podemos, has said that it is currently, quote, little more than a couple of announcements with few details. Continuing with property, New housing and rental laws could affect tenants and owners once implemented, particularly in big cities. On Friday the 14th, government announced the proposals for the new housing law with two of its partners, the Republican Left of Catalonia, or ERC, and Basque left-leaning party Euskal Herria Bildu, otherwise known as E.H. Bildu. The law, announced after almost two years of negotiations and substantial changes, includes an extension on the rental price cap, and ends the tenant's payment of real estate fees when signing a new contract, meaning that tenants are no longer forced to pay agency fees. Instead, owners will be responsible for paying their fees. Want to know more about housing? Link in the show notes. Regional elections are coming up the end of next month, meaning manifestos are coming out. So here's the lowdown on the Spanish Social Workers Party or PESOES manifesto. Led by Pedro Sanchez, the president, it's created a package of 80 measures for local governments to implement if PESOE local councillors are elected in the May ballot, which will be endorsed on Sunday the 23rd by Sanchez. The package includes sanctions for sex worker clients and reinforcing bicycle and scooter users to be equipped with helmets with strict fines if they don't. Another interesting proposal is their views on sustainability. They're committing to the 330-300 formula, meeting. People should be able to see three trees from their homes, have a park accessible less than 300 meters away, and all streets must also have at least 30 percent of plants along those streets. However, these measures are up to regional governments to implement, socialists promote these proposals, and municipalities must then apply them according to the conditions of their region. Speaking of politics, small Spanish towns across Spain have embraced an open popular parliament for years, whereby residents have their say and debate local policies and legislation. In Fuente Cantos, a town located in the Soria province, the autonomous community of Castilla y León, Juan Carlos Garcia, the mayor, proposed in 2019 that the area have an assembly model. In other words, they wouldn't function. They would function like an open council policy reserved by law for towns with less than 100 inhabitants. Mostly the idea works, according to Garcia. However, sometimes things go on for a long time and certain topics never get solved. Where do you live? Think an open council would work? Curious to know. Let us know. It's dry spring season here in Spain, as authorities have warned on Tuesday the 18th that Barcelona and surrounding areas could face even tighter water restrictions in the coming months, especially if the forecast for very light rain prove correct. The Terre L'Obrigat River system, which provides the main water supply for Barcelona, Girona, and smaller towns and villages, has shrunk to 27% of capacity between 2022 and 2023. If it doesn't get better, they will have to declare a drought emergency by September. While water's in short supply, rivalry is not. Over the last month and a half, football clubs Real Madrid and FC Barcelona, or FCB, have been embroiled in controversy, culminating in a war of words between FCB President Joan Laporta and Real Madrid. According to a conference on Monday the 17th, which was held to discuss the previous week's charges of continued corruption against Real Madrid, small back and forth was started by Laporta. Partway through the conference, however, Laporta stated that Real Madrid is considered the regime's team, referencing the club's reported ties to dictator Francisco Franco during his fascist regime. In response, Real Madrid produced a video on Monday explaining why Franco favored FC Barcelona, prompting the Generalitat of Catalunya to get involved and ask for the video to be taken down. Leveraging artificial intelligence or AI is becoming more and more normalized, and now AI algorithms could flag you for faking sick days. According to the Lighthouse reports, the Spanish social security system has been using AI since 2018 to try and predict whether someone on sick leave is ready to return to work and whether the state is covering salaries for longer than necessary. According to the report, these deployed systems assess the health of millions of people on sick days, looking at whether patients organize follow-up doctor's visits, analyzing people on a points-based system, which, if the computer program flags as possible fraud, an inspector is sent to chase up who has, and then inspector has the final say. However, insiders who follow up on cases have said the system is inaccurate. It could also be giving out false positives, which could mean people are being forced back into work before being medically able. While AI can help doctors track if you're faking an illness, COVID movements are also being noted, and there's an upward trend of infections. According to the COVID LOT program at the Complutense Anticipa COVID-19 Observatory, based in Madrid, which monitors spikes in COVID infectivity, results indicate an upward trend of infections after the Easter break. According to the data, cases have grown from 800 to 2,000 per 100,000 inhabitants in 15 days from the start of April. They are waiting for data to determine whether this is because of the Easter holiday or a new variant. Next up, if a hotel is paid in advance, why can't restaurants do the same? This is the idea that landed Chef Paulo Ayaudu in court following charges, charging a client 510 euros for failing to cancel and show up to their dinner reservation. However, at the two Michelin star Amelia restaurant on Paseo de la Concha in San Sebastian, it stipulates in their cancellation policy that clients must pay a 170 euro cover fee per person if they don't show up or cancel within 72 hours something which the said client signed when making their booking. Still, when the client discovered the charge, they decided to take Orado to court. Ultimately, the court sided with the restaurateur, saying that his cancellation policy was clear and agreed upon by the client. While the world continues on, a 50-year-old woman has just emerged from a dark cave after 500 days of isolation on Friday the 14th. Might sound like the beginning of a hundred and twenty-seven hour spin-off blockbuster, but in fact Beatriz Flamini decided to isolate herself seventy meters below the Earth's surface in a cave in Motril, Spain, to learn more about how the human body and mind coped with cope with complete isolation. So she went underneath in November 2021 when masks were still obligatory. During her time there, she was sporadically contacted by teams of scientists from the universities. Almeria, Granada, and Murcia. Still, she says she kept busy by reading and contemplation and that she didn't miss the sunlight. Wanna know more? Check out the show notes. And that's it for this week. If you don't know, Rorschach has a newsletter on Substack. So check it out. It's rare, so you won't be flooded with emails, but it'll tell you a bit about what is motivating all of this. Link in the show notes. Let us know what you think. It's spain at rorschach.com. Hasta la próxima.